ready, guys? Here we go. Oh, the boys sound better than the girls do tonight. Let's try it again. All right, let's try the girls' side again. Here we go. It's still in my hand. You have to pay attention. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. All right, let's try the guys' side again. You ready, guys? Here we go. It's still in my hand, Goober. All right, both sides together. We got to see if Mr. Grumpy Pants is in there tonight. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. That's pretty good. Let's try it again. I don't hear him yet. I think he's snoring and sleeping. You ready? Here we go. One, two, two and a half, three. Oh, Mr. Stumpy. Maybe we're not loud enough yet. Let's try it one more time. This is it. One, two, two and a half, two and three quarters, three. All right, let's try to be nicer. How about this? Let's, no, let's do this. Let's call his name. How about that? Ready? Let's try. His name is uh, Joe. Joe is his real name. Let's try that. On the count of three. One, two, three. Joe! Oh, there you are. Doesn't he look so handsome tonight? He's got that beautiful smile on his face that he always has. Look at that smile. I mean, he's just a handsome fella. <clears throat> Listen here, uh, Mr. Stumpy. We let you sleep for 24 hours. Surely that was enough. No. It wasn't enough. No, it was not. Are you still angry with us? Yes. But we like to see you every night. But I don't like to see you. Oh, how ugly. rude. How rude are you? Oh, you want to test it? Well, I'm sorry that you're so mean. We just wanted to say hi again. Let's try and make him smile. Shall we say, um, we love you, Mr. Stumpy. Let's try that. Ready? Go. We love you, Mr. Stumpy. Well, we made him sick anyway. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I guess go back to sleep if you're going to stay grumpy at us. I'm sorry we disturbed you. Yeah. Bye. All right. Well, who's ready for Vacation Bible School Night 4? All right, we're going to start out again with our pledges to our flags and our Bible. So let's stand up. Pastor Schultz going to come right ahead. All right, I need my flag.
All right, let's get going here tonight. I hope the boys win tonight because the boys have lost two nights in a row, all right? So the boys, you got to win tonight, all right? Let's start out with our theme verse, all right? Let's have the guys stand up. You're going to be first. Stand up, boys, and we're going to do it as best as we can. Mr. Dale, are you back there? Hello, Dale. There he is. How's it going, Dale? Dale, think. Brother Eric, start without him. No, I wasn't going to start without you. I just getting the boys up. Now, we're oh, going to start right. the verse. Are you ready? Dale, ready. Okay, here we go. Let's say it together, guys. Let's see if you can do better than the girls can. All right, here we go. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28, 13a. Very good. Be seated. Let's try the girls' side. Girls, stand up. Are you ready? Here we go, girls. Let's say it together. Begin. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept. Line upon line, here a little and there a little, Isaiah 28, 13a. Very good, be seated. Now, Dale, I'm going to add one extra thing to this tonight. Wait, what? Okay, I'm going to add one extra thing. Now listen, shh. Tonight, after the whole thing is all done, all right? If you can say this verse out of the Bible by memory, if you can find me, the without first, cheating. Without cheating, the first five people to find me after oh, we're done, oh, oh, Dale, I'll have something Dale special for you. What? Yeah, yeah, Dale what? ready. No, 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 Dale, I'm sorry, but you're not counted in that. Uh, you, <sighs> I'm sorry. But if you help us, what? I told you I'd have you a Snickers on Friday. That's tomorrow. You better not forget I it, I won't Buster. forget your Snickers. I won't forget. But you got to keep helping us, okay? All right, okay. so let's see. Miss Krista Kennedy, come on up here. Brother Will Kennedy, come on up here from the back side. Let's get our flags. Get a, go ahead and get a flag, all right? Now, here we go. Both sides stand up. We're going to say it together. Dale's going to tell us who gets the first flag tonight. And to get the flag, you have to do the best job on your side, all right? Yeah. Here we That's go. Right. Are you ready, Dale? Ready. Boys, are you ready? You better get more excited than that, guys, or you're going to lose tonight. I said, are the yeah. boys ready? Yeah. Better. Girls, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Begin. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little, Isaiah 28, 13, A. Wow, that was wow. great. Be seated. You guys are doing good. Now remember, tonight after the service is all done, the first five to find me, I will have a prize, some candy and stuff for you. Wait, But you wait, have to find me. Wait. I have to say it and have it memorized, okay? The all right, Dale. The first fly to find you? No, no, no. The first five kids that find me. Oh, not the first fly. Well, uh, flies find me all the time. It's probably because I'm uh, smelly. But, yeah. you know, Ugh. all right. Now, yeah. Dale, 
What? Which side do you think did the best job on that time right there? Oh, Which yeah. side? Was it the girl's uh, side or was it the boy's side? It was the... What do you think, Dale? It was the girls! The girls' side! Oh, man. The girls get the first flag of yeah. the night. They take a one-to-nothing lead. We'll have a chance, fellas. You'll have a chance here to yeah. make that up in just a little bit. But first, we're going to play our Let's Make a Deal game. So, Miss Kristen, if you can find me one girl, one girl from this side, and we need two boys, two boys from this side, all right, to come play. Let's make a deal. Yep, so... All right, go ahead and step over here. Step over here to the side. Step over here to the side. Okay, step right up. Stay right here, okay? Stay right there. We got lots of good stuff. Where's our other fella coming? Right here. All right, stay right there. We're going to let the ladies pick first. So do this. Do us all. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Hello, Jekyll. Hello, Heckle. How are you all doing tonight? Are you all ready to help us with this game? Okay, they're going to try and help you decide which box is the best box for you to choose. Now, I don't know if I trust them or not, but that's up to you. First of all, tell everybody your name. Charity. Charity on the girls. So give her a hand, girls. Here we go. Charity. Let's ask Heckle and Jekyll here. Heckle and Jekyll, do you think that she should pick box one, two, or three? I, what, what, are you saying one, two, two? Two, three, three. Okay, they're saying box number three, but you can choose whichever one you want. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, you're going with number three. They're gonna. She's gonna trust you. All right. So Santa people hogging behind box number three. Do not touch the box. Remember that one of the boxes has a bad price. Two of them have good prizes. I'm gonna try and buy the boxes from here in just a little bit because they don't know which is which, and somebody's gonna go out of here with a bad prize, most likely, all right? So let's see, contestant number two, tell us your name. Simon. Simon, for the boys team. Give my hand, boys, all right? Heckle and Come on over this way, Heckle and Jekyll. Come on over here to the fence so we can uh, talk to you here a little closer. Now, I want you to tell me uh, which box he should pick. Should he pick number one or number two? One, or, one. They say box one, but I, you can choose whichever one you want. They don't know. You're going to two. Okay, it's going to take box number two. Go to my box number two. All right, and the last contestant, tell us your name. Logan. Logan for the boys team. Give him a hand. Logan. Come right up here behind box number one. Now, here's how this works, okay? I have a few uh, extra things in here. That uh, maybe Miss Charity might want instead of the box. All right, now, you like Dorito chips? You, she likes Dorito chips. Not you. Heckle and Jekyll, you do not get the Dorito chips. Stop arguing over the Dorito chips. Do you like Reese's? Yeah, uh, okay. Which out of these three uh, sodas up here, which one do you like the best? Do you like root beer? Tahitian tree or the mountain? You like the root beer? Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I, Charity, I don't know, uh, you know, for sure what's under that box, but I will give you root beer 
and I will give you Doritos for what's inside your box. You can take this right now and leave, or you can chance it and go for what's under the box. What should she do? What do you think? You're keeping the box. You're sure. Okay, okay, okay. Now, I know. Do you like root beer? Root beer is your favorite, Simon. Okay. Do you like Doritos? Do you like the Tahitian tree? I don't have that. That is very, very good. It is very good. Trust me. Um, I, I, I love the, the fruit punch Tahitian treat. If you never had it, you're missing out. It really is a treat. That's, okay. Let me ask you a question. Would you be willing to take both of these two liters home in place of what's under your box, sir? Uh, Heckle and Jekyll are both saying in agreement, yes, do the deal. That's a really hard decision. What should he do, guys? Help him out. Should he take it or not? You're going to take the drinks? All right, come down here. Now, here's what I need you to do for me. Come on down here. With every choice, you have to let us know. Say, I choose to take the drinks home. I choose to take the drinks home. All right. He has made... All right, give him a hand. He made his choice tonight. He is going home with the two liters of soda. Now we come down here. It was Luke, right? Logan. I knew it started with an L almost. Okay. Logan, I'm going to give you another choice. Logan, shh, listen. Logan now has the choice. Would you like to stick with box one? Or would you like to move to box two? Or I will give you the burritos and the Mountain Dew to take home with you tonight. You're going to stay with box number one. You're sure. Box one. Box one. They're telling you that's good. Okay, well, they don't know, but maybe they do. Okay, so let's go back over here to Miss Charity. Would you like to trade to box number two, or do you want to stick with your box? Or I will let you take this home with you tonight. You're staying with your box as well? All right, well, since you were the first one up, we'll start with you. But before we do this, here's what I need you to do. I need you to tell everybody, I choose box number three. I choose box number three. She made her choice. You ready? On three, say with me. One, two, three. Hey, pretty good choice there, Charity. So you're going to get uh, some Twix and some, these are wild berry gummy bears. And you get some flaming Hot Cheetos going with. Give her a hand. She did a good job. Made a good choice. Made a good choice. Now, uh, Logan, you have a little predicament here. Because the bad prize has not been found yet. It's either under box one or box two. I'm going to give you one more chance, all right? If you will move to box number two, I will give you these, plus whatever is in box number two. If you stay with box number one, I'll give you whatever is in box number one, but I'll throw some Reese's in with it. Your choice, sir. Box one or box two. He's moving to box two. All right. This is your final choice. You're sure. There's, once you say, I choose box two, there is no returning to box number one. Are you sure about this move? Heckle and Jekyll, what do you think? You think, he's, you think he's doing good? They think you're doing good. I mean, you might be. I, what do you want to do? Okay, I need that. 
He's going to say this in front of everyone, so it's very clear he's made a choice. Go ahead. I choose box number two. He's choosing box number two. So let's, let's find out. You want to find out, first of all, what you could have won here? I mean, it might be good. It might be bad. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Um, well, we know he could have had the Reese's, but he turned the Reese's down. See, I can do it this way, too. You want me to do it this way? No. Let, let's see here. You just stay right there. Let's let everybody else look. What? 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 Are you, what? what? Oh, no. Under box number one. He could have had zebra cakes, Kit Kats, a jump rope, and the Reese's that were there. But you chose box number two. Now, the good news is, the good news is, you're going home with at least this, okay? But let's find out what else you get to take home tonight, Logan, and share with all your friends. Do you have any friends out here? How many? If you're, if you're Logan's friend here, we've got, we got a few. How many would like to be his friend now? Because... He'll share whatever's in here with you, okay? All right, Logan, are you ready? All right. One, two, three. What, what do we have here, Logan? This is the smallest can, three ounces of potted meat. You may take that with you, sir. Give Logan a hand. He did a good job. He's still got some stuff. Doesn't go away empty-handed. Not too bad. All right. Now you got to remember, the choices that you make matter. So choose correctly. Choose God's way. Choose God's master plan for your life. You will never be disappointed. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to sing a new song that I don't think... Oh, hey, Dale, you're back. Yep. Well, what's going on, buddy? Uh... Dale have more fans than brother Eric. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Shh. You just said, you you said what? Look, let someone color for Dale. Oh, let me me see. Yeah, yeah. They they colored things for you? Yeah. Aww. It's the puppets. Dan got, Dale got I'm assuming the real hairy one must be you. Well, duh. Looks like a giant blue cotton ball. I'm just kidding. Wait a minute. I'm just kidding, Dale. That was nice. Very good. You got some fan mail. That, that is awesome. Right. I don't ever get fan mail. Nope. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Too ugly. I'm, what? Oh, sorry. Did Dale you? not mean to say it out loud? <laughs> uh huh. Just came out, didn't it? Uh huh. All right, Dale. Well, hey, can you can you do me a favor? What? Could you uh, go see if maybe Kermit's around or something? We need help with a song. I know he likes to do that. Is he, is, he, is he around there somewhere? Yeah. Okay. He's sitting on a lily pad. <laughs> well, could you have him come up here and help us for a minute? Okay. Thank you, Dale. Everybody say bye, Dale. Bye. I'm sure he'll be back later. Now, this uh, new... Did somebody call for Kermit the Frog? Hey, Kermit. Good. I'm glad you're here. Hey, Brother Eric. How hey. are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. Are you glad to be back at Bible school I'm tonight? so happy to be here. Okay. Hey, we're we're going about to sing a new song, okay? All right. Now, you might know this song. Maybe. But I don't know how many of the kids will know this song. 
Here it is. All right. This song is called I Hate Sin. I Hate Sin. How many of you have heard this song before? Me. Okay, it goes like this. I'm going to sing it for you. Kermit, do you know it? I think I do. Okay. If you know it, Kermit, you can sing with me. And then we're going to teach it to the kids tonight, okay? Are you ready? Yep. Okay, it goes like this. You got to do the actions too. It goes like this. I hate sin. I hate it bad. I hate sin. It makes me mad. It is wrong. It is wicked. When it comes along, I'll kick it. I hate sin. For I love God. Can you guys do that? It's real easy. Let's stand up. Here we go. We'll do it together, okay? I hate sin. You guys sing with me. Are you ready? Here we go. I hate sin. I hate it bad. I hate sin. It makes me mad. It is wrong. It is wicked. When it comes around, I'll kick it. I hate sin. For I love God. All right, now, here's what we're going to do. We need to get one more blue flag, one more yellow flag. Kermit? Yep. We are going to sing this song out as best we can. It's brand new. All right. But the side that does the best job of learning the song tonight, you're going to pick them for the next flag. That sounds good. I'm watching. Can you do it? Okay, here we go. Are you all ready? I hate sin. You guys sing with me. It goes like this. I hate sin. I hate it bad. Do the actions. I hate sin. It makes me mad. It is wrong. It is wicked. When it comes around, I'll kick it. I hate sin. For I love God. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Are you ready? One more time. A little bit faster and a little bit. I hate sin, I hate it bad, I hate sin, it makes me mad, it is wrong, it is wicked, when it comes around, I'll kick it, I hate sin, for I love God. Hey, that's pretty good, you may be seated, good job, now Kermit, brand new song, what do you think? I think uh, so far um, it's probably the uh, the girls. Yeah. Oh man, boys, we're down two to they were, zero. They were pretty loud. Two to zero. You know what that means? We have another song, and this is one that all of you should know. Kermit, you should know this one too. Okay, what is all it? All right, this song is called "I Love Him Better." Every D A Y. Exclamation point is, huh. Okay, so, Miss Krista, I, I need two girls that can help me with this song that aren't afraid to sing out. I need two boys that can help me with this song. You think aren't afraid to sing out and be a part of the song. We need two and two. All right, now, Kermit, the side that does the best job is going to get the next flag. Okay? Oh, that sounds great. All right. All right, you boys, come right up here. Come right up here. Come right up here. Josh, stand right there. Titus, come right over here in the middle, okay? Spread out. We're going to do every other one. All right, come on up here. Come on up here. Why don't you come stand right here in the middle? Tell me your name. What is it? Lila. Lila, right here. Okay, and we need another girl right here. Who's coming? She's coming. 
She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be co oh, she's dancing to it. Okay, come on over. Come on over, come on over. Right here on the end. Oh, no, no, right over here on the end. Okay, you ready? Now, tell me your name. What? What? Olivia. Okay. I said, tell me your name. Oh, I don't even know. I think she's like so like starstruck right now. Okay. All right. So we got Olivia here. Okay. So you are going to be the yeah, D. Yeah, right. The D. Other way. There you go. D. And then we got the A. And then we got the Y. Y. And then you step over here so it doesn't smack you in the face. Scoot over here just a little bit. Because Titus gets real crazy. He'll be like, kabam. Okay. And then you are the huh. Can you do that for me? Do this. Huh. It's her. You gotta say it. Huh. Her. Okay, that's pretty good. You know, here's what I would say it as loud as you can for everybody. Huh. Huh. Okay. Oh, come she, on. You gotta do right. better than that. Girls, her. your girls have the A and the huh. Okay? Boys, you have the D and you have the Why? Y. When it's your Why? turn to do your letter, you gotta stand up, shout it out as loud as you can. Alright? Alright. So, boys. here we go, Kermit. Are you ready? I'm ready. I love him better every day. You gotta sing all the words with me. You know the words, sing them, goes like this. I love him better every day. I love him better every day. I will abide. Sing it. I love him. Here we go, boys, ready? Alright, that's pretty good. Okay, we're gonna do it again. We're gonna go faster. And louder. Here we go. Are you ready? Sing it out now. Boys, you're up first. Here we go. Sing with me. Ready, Kermit? Here we go. I love him better. Come on, boys. Come on. I love him. Let's go, boys. Close by his side. I will abide. Good job. I love him better. Here we go. Pretty good. Now, we're going to switch it around a little bit, Kermit. We're going to switch it around. All right, Here's what I want to do. I want you two boys to come right here, and you two girls to come right here and take their place. Okay? Uh, scooch over, Titus. Scooch over, scooch over, scooch over, scooch over. Scooch back that way. Uh, that Olivia, come here to the, the middle. Boys have the come here to the middle, Olivia. Come here to the middle. All right, so girls, you are now the D. You're the D. A. Olivia, you're the Y. Nice and big. Y, just like this. Y. And you're the... Oh, whoa. He is ready to go. He's like, the boys are going to win. You know what? We need some manliness tonight, Titus. That's what we need to win. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Girls, you're up first. Here we go. I love him better. I love him better. Close by his side. I will love her. Ready? I love you better. Ooh, that was good. Good that job. Was loud. Hey, give yourselves a hand. You guys did good on that. That was awesome. Okay, Kermit. Yep. You're still up there, man. You didn't I'm get blown here. off the fence. How how do you think they did? That was definitely the boys. The boys side. All right, tell you what, Miss Kristen will help all four of you go over there and get a piece of candy out of there and then go back to your seats, okay? Thank you, Kermit. I appreciate your help. All right. See Everybody you tomorrow. Say bye, Kermit. Bye. Okay. Here we go. It is time once again 
to find out who brought the most visitors tonight. All right? Now, every single night, we're counting up the visitors. The one who brings the most for the week on the boys' side is going to take home the backpack and the rival uh, Nerf gun and everything in there. There is gift certificates to Chick-fil-A, also to main event and all that stuff in those backpacks. The one for the girls is going to take home the same. All right, so we have two tonight, though, that brought the most for tonight. Not for the week, but for tonight. The boy that brought the most for tonight is Vinny. Come on up here, Vinny. The girl that brought the most tonight is Soraya again. Soraya, come on up here. Wow, you're like a fan favorite over there, Soraya. You must have it going on over there. She's like paying all her visitors to come with her. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, so Soraya, we are going to let you pick first off the table. All right, Vinny, because we're gentlemen, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, so Soraya, pick anything off there that you want to take home tonight. And once you're done, Vinny can pick what he wants. Plenty of stuff to choose from still. What's it going to be? All right. Very good. Give her a hand. Good job, Sarai. Thank you very much. Vinny, what would you like, sir? He's taking the sour punch. All right. Good job, Vinny. Give him a hand. It's awesome. All right. Well, we will find out here in just a little bit who brought the most visitors for the night. But before we do that, we are going to get into our puppets again tonight. Are you guys ready to see? Did you notice? Did you notice that the, the, the house up there is kind of coming along? Like, it's, it's, it's looking a little bit better. I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed. Uh, it's framed up somewhat. It's got the chimney out there. And uh, looking forward to kind of seeing what's going on tonight. So, uh, I'll tell you what. Shh. To get started tonight, let's just find out what Melvin's doing. So let's call Melvin out, okay? Are you ready? Call with me. One, two, three. Melvin! Melvin! Melvin? Where's Melvin? Oh! Well, he brought Menard! What's up? Nacho, what's going on? Hi, Brother Eric. Na Nacho, are you eating nacho chips again? Mm-hmm. All he eats is nachos for breakfast. All he eats is nachos for lunch. All he eats is nachos for dinner. Hey, hey, I mean, I like nachos, but I got to admit that's a little bit much, probably. You know, sometimes I have tacos. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Change it up a little, huh? I like it. <laughs> hey, uh, right, so, um, Menard Nacho, I I've been actually meaning to talk to you all. Um, I was wondering, uh, maybe if you could tell me, how is it that you met Melvin? Uh, Brother Eric? Yes? You know, I was thinking... Ooh, ouch! <laughs> if you punch yourself in the face and it hurts, does that mean you're really strong? Or really weak? Actually, I think that just means you're got some big issues there buddy no no he's got a point because if it hurts it could mean that you can throw a, a good punch but it could mean you can't take a punch oh i, I have an idea let's uh let's well, try it no no no, yeah. no 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 guys 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 okay hold on we're, we're getting way off track here okay way off track um are, aren't y'all supposed to be helping build this house here i mean what's going on oh we're on break yeah, don't you know it's mandatory? You gotta take breaks. 
Yeah, uh, LZ Electrical is here installing an electric fireplace. Melvin told us to get out of the way. So here we are. Out of the way. Uh, that's what he means. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. Did you just say LZ Electrical? Sure did. They gave us a great price on a slightly used electrical fireplace. Yeah. Melvin said you're going to be really happy when you see how much money he saved you. Oh, no! What's wrong, Margaret? LZ Electrical is a terrible company. They hardly ever pass electrical inspections. They have a terrible reputation for taking dangerous shortcuts. Ah! Ah! Get it off! 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 Marvin! Help! Help! Get it off! cheap service and it's bad service then you have to pay again to have it fixed then you have to pay again to, i mean it's it's just you're paying double or triple the price did you even think about any of that 
I didn't think of that. Maybe <laughs> Obviously. Brother, maybe Brother Tim will work on it for me. You need bro Brother Tim. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey. Uh, Melvin? Hey, Brother Eric? Yes? Is there by chance a really huge hairy spider on there's me? There's a really big, monstrous, scary spider on your uh, back. Uh, Melvin? Melvin? Did you get eaten? Oh, Melvin. Oh, no. That thing better stay away from me. I got a shovel and I know how to use it. Whew. Wow, I think we might need to call an exterminator after that one. What do you all think? That was huge. That's the biggest spider I've ever seen. I mean, I almost feel sorry for Melvin. Almost. <laughs> um, that house looked pretty good tonight until all that happened. Wow, they got a big mess to fix up now, don't they? Wow. All right. You know what Melvin learned tonight? He learned this. It never pays to take shortcuts. It never pays to take shortcuts. Do you guys remember our VBS theme? Somebody tell me what the theme is for the week. What is it? Somebody tell me, what is it? God's master plan. Let's all say it together. It's God's master plan. God has a master plan for our lives, but sometimes we try and take shortcuts and do it our own way. Did you know when you do that, it never works out right. Never works out right. And you always end up paying more on the other side. So you know what you need to learn how to do? Follow God's master plan. And just do it God's way. This is especially true when it comes to eternal life. Now listen, all week long, Brother Robert's been preaching and teaching you about how you can be on your way to heaven. Listen, and I know some of you have raised your hand and said, I don't know the Lord is my Savior. You know what? That's the greatest thing you'll ever do is asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart and save you. And if you've never done that, you're not following God's plan. And you need to do that tonight before you leave. All right? So when he comes to preach here in just a little bit, you pay really close attention. And when it comes time for that invitation, if you know, know the Lord as your Savior, you need to get that taken care of tonight before you leave. Does everybody understand that? Follow God's master plan. You'll never regret it. Be the best thing you ever did. Well, how many of you tonight brought some pennies with you? All over the place. I already saw earlier that somebody bought the bank bond already. Did you know I was told this last night? Somebody bought the bank bond and somebody else paid more money for it and bought it from them? That thing was sold twice last night. I'm telling you what. Tonight, we're going to see the girls have won the last two nights in a row. Boys, are you going to let the girls win tonight too? Come on now. Don't let the girls win again tonight. We have to be men and take control tonight. Here we go. First grade and under. You may come right ahead and put your pennies in. First grade and under. 
everyone else to stay put. You'll have an opportunity here in just a minute. Come on ahead, first grade and under girls. Let's go boys, first grade and under boys, any more? Any more boys, first grade and under, it is your turn to get your pennies put in the bucket. They're still coming, everybody else just hang tight, hold tight. You'll have your chance here in just a minute. First grade and under are still coming. All right, everybody else, you may come on ahead. Do not run over any of the little ones. Come on up here. Everybody else, second grade and above. Kids, teenagers, even adults can participate in the penny offering. Here we go. I think the girls are leading at the moment. The girls are leading at the moment. Who put that in there? What? Let's go, boys. We need some boys up here. The boys are not doing well right now. Come on, boys. We need the boys' help. The girls are still bringing, oh my goodness, Kaylin on the boys' side. Kaylin, over here. No. No, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. You're too kind. You're too kind. Oh, oh. Never mind. You're not too kind. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. All right, let's go, boys. We need the boys. We need some bricks over here. Boys need more pennies. You ready to do this now? All right, the boys have the bank bond tonight. So we need two full bricks from the girls' side into the boys' side. Here comes one. And here comes two. Let's see where we stand. The boys are now ahead. Not by much. What is this? The girls just keep coming. Oh, it's close tonight. It is close. The girls are slightly ahead, and they are still coming. I see girls with money in their pockets making their way to the bucket. Um, those all have to go on the boys' side by law. Um, um, the girls now are ahead. It won't take much to tip it back to the boys' side. It won't take much. Boys, come on ahead. Let's go now. Boys, listen to me. Do not let the girls win again tonight. Do not do it. The bank is still open. Get your pennies. Buy your bricks. The girls are all ready to hoist the flag. Do, do not let it happen, boys. Come on. It won't take much. A few bricks and it's going back to the boys' side. We're going to close the bank in one minute. One minute and the bank will be closed. The girls are still bringing pennies up here. One minute is fading fast. 
very fast. Thirty seconds, and the bank will be closed. Thirty seconds, brother Will. You need to rally your troops on this side. It is not looking good. It's not looking good. The boys need help. Fifteen seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Three, two, one. The bank is closed. It's not over, but the bank is closed. You cannot buy any more pennies tonight. The bank is closed. Unless there are boys out here that are harboring a bunch of pennies. This could be another landslide victory for the girls' side tonight. All right. We're going to count down from 20. Here we go. 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Girls win! The girls have won for a third night in a row. Oh, boys. I cannot believe we let this happen again. The boys have lost for a third night in a row. Boys, tomorrow night, bring your money. Bring your pennies. If the girls sweep you, they will never let you live this down ever in the history of penny offerings will they let you live it down. All right. Well, as the money's going out, first grade and under. You may follow Brother Seth right out the back door. First grade and under. You may head to your classes. It is time. Everyone else, just hang tight for a second, and I'll let you come up here in just a moment, okay? Let the little ones get out before we trample over them, okay? All the little ones, out you go. All right, everyone else, you may begin to move up. Let's fill in the rows. Move all the way up as best you can, all the way forward. Get as close as you can. Alright, as you're coming up here and moving on up here, let's go over some rules, okay? First rule, can anybody tell me before I pull it up, what's the first rule? What's the first rule? What's the first rule? The first rule is sit up straight in your seat. Sit up straight in your seat. The second one is keep your hands in your lap, okay? Just keep your hands to yourself. We don't need to be pushing and shoving and goofing around. Um, I know also some of you older ones, okay? If you have phones and things like that, just silence them, turn them off, put them in your pocket. Don't be on your phone. 
while this is going on. Keep your feet still, okay? Don't be kicking and kicking the row in front of you and things like that. Just keep your feet still. Make sure to look at the speaker. Brother Robert Collison's right here. He's going to be coming up to preach to you in just a moment. And he's been doing a fantastic job this week. Just glad that they're here and able to be with us. And so you listen as he preaches. And then no talking, okay? No talking, all right? Just sit up straight and listen and see what God's Word has for you tonight. Remember what I said earlier, okay? God's master plan. The first thing for your life that He has planned is that you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. And so as he preaches tonight, you listen. And if you don't know him as your Savior, when that invitation time comes, do not, do not put it off tonight. Okay, everybody understand that? You get that taken care of tonight before you go home. Brother Robert, come right ahead. We're going to study God's master plan. Perfect. And I'm going to get rid of this because I will cut myself on that with how I move my arms around sometimes. I don't want that to happen because I don't want somebody to have to clean it up. I don't want to have to clean it up. But anyway, <clears throat> does everyone enjoy the day? Y'all look tired. Y'all look worn out. It's been a great vacation Bible school. And I'm sure as tired as you're feeling, all the adults in here are feeling way more tired because the older you get, the less energy you have. And then you have really fun things called jobs that you get to go to. And then you come to Vacation Bible School afterward, and then you put on a smiling face because even though it's really tiring and exhausting, it's way better to be at church with a whole bunch of crazy screaming kids than at work. Right? Adults? Adults? Uh, <laughs> that's okay. But I'm glad to be here with you all this evening. We're on our fourth night of Vacation Bible School. If you haven't been here, then I want to catch you up on what we've been considering when it comes to God's master plan. The first night, I wanted to make sure that everyone had the right mindset as we went into the week, that nobody walked in here being a fathead, that nobody walked in here thinking that they knew it all, they had it all figured out, because it's important that we recognize that there's something that we all need to learn. In fact, there's a whole lot of somethings that we all need to learn and so it's important that we are humble, because if we're not, then we're not going to listen to what God's Word has to say. We're not going to listen to people that know better than we do. And so if you're a fathead tonight, get rid of that, All right? It's going to be a problem for you, not only tonight, but the rest of your life. From there, we looked at how important it is to have the right foundation and how Jesus made, us, or made it plain for us to understand that it's not just listening to what the Bible has to say, but it's actually doing and the important aspect of the very first important step that you have to take in doing what Jesus has to say or what God has to say is obeying the call to salvation. We're going to talk more about that this evening as well. And then last night, we spent some time considering <clears throat> the way in which you build. That it's not just the amount of stuff you do or the amount of things that you do that, that might look like they're spiritual, look like they're godly, but it's the mindset that you have. Because you can build with gold, silver, and precious stones or... You can build with wood, hay, and stubble. And again, the Bible makes it clear that those things are going to be tried. It's going to be revealed. We're going to understand what you spent your time doing, whether it was something that's worthwhile and precious and important or just something that looked like it was the right thing, but in reality it wasn't. And tonight we're going to be in 2 Timothy. We're going to continue on with this idea of building. Now, I've never had a house built. We purchased a couple of homes at different times. And they're really old homes, 100 years old. We like old homes because they're old and they smell weird. You ever been in an old house? Yeah. No. <clears throat> 
But an important aspect of having a home or having something built is, is what's inside it. You all have stuff inside your house? Good, I do too. Some people have way too much stuff inside their house. That's okay, I guess. But if you lived in a house that was totally empty, it'd be really weird. Well, as we look at 2 Timothy, we're going to understand the importance of God's Word and its intent or its purpose in our lives and how that's meant to come out as well. We're going to look at that. So if you have a Bible, turn to 2 Timothy chapter number 3. If you don't, then make sure that you continue to do what you've been doing, and that's listen attentively. It says in 2 Timothy chapter number 3, and beginning in verse number 14, it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you. And again, we have these young ones here that are wanting to be in your house and hear from your word, and so I ask that you speak to them tonight, that you continue to work in their hearts, in their minds. And if there's one here that doesn't know you as their Savior, that they get that settled this evening and know for sure that they're on their way to heaven when this life is over. Again, we commit this time to you. Be glorified now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have a very important question for you. And the way that you answer this question could severely impact how nice I am to you. Okay? It's really important. How many of you like tacos? Tacos. How many like tacos? Okay, if you don't like tacos, don't bother coming to talk to me. I don't want to hear from... I'm just kidding. Just kidding. And, and by the way, I'm talking about like real tacos, not like with my daughter calls it salad in there. That's gross, okay? Lettuce and tomato. No, 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 no. We're not arguing about this. A real taco is so full of meat and cheese that nothing else can fit inside, okay? That's a real taco. <clears throat> but <clears throat> amongst tacos as being one of my favorite foods, I also love mashed potatoes. Anyone else? Mashed potato lover? All right. All right. How about fettuccine Alfredo? Anyone like Alfredo? Awesome. Good. We're we're in pretty good company then. Now, the unfortunate thing is, in my life, I've only found one place where I can get all of those things on one plate at the same time, and it's not because my wife makes them all at the same time. If I were to ask her to, she would refuse to. And so if I want mashed potatoes and tacos and fettuccine Alfredo all at the same time, I have to go to a buffet. And that is what I get if I go to a buffet, as disgusting as that might look. Because I like tacos and mashed potatoes and fettuccine Alfredo. Y'all like going to buffets? You eat as much as you want? Oh, yeah. Going to buffets is great. It's great. Yeah. We had a, a teenager... His name is Shane. He's not here tonight. But if you see Shane, then you can give him a hard time. And I'll give, that's all the more description I'll give you. So if you see anyone named Shane, then you can give him a hard time because they're probably like this Shane. Maybe not. But we would have teenagers over to our house every Tuesday. My wife would make a wonderful meal. And what Shane liked to do, regardless of what it was, is he'd get a plate. He'd put the salad down if there was a salad. 
and he put the lasagna there, and then he put everything else that my wife had out on top, in the middle. Now, I don't like my food to touch, and so that was really gross. Like, like he would pie, make this big pile of food and just mix it up, because his thought was, well, it's all going to be in there mixed up anyway, so why not just start it ahead of time? Kind of gross. You're like, okay, well, where are we going with all this? I'm 36 years old. You know how many times I've eaten meals before? A lot. You can do the math. Now, I eat more than three meals a day, typically. So you can do, do the math later on. But, but we all eat a lot, don't we? We all eat a lot of food all the time, at least three meals a day, maybe more. Sometimes, if you're, you're working a job, maybe less. But <clears throat> if I were to ask you how many of those meals you remember, could you list off very many of them? Probably not, but, but, but they were all really important because they got you to this point here tonight, right? And I'm glad that you're here tonight. I'm glad that you have energy. I'm glad that you're, you're sitting here and most of you are tuned in and you're attentive. And if you're not, then I'm going to try and do something to really get your attention. That goofy, put my finger up my nose, whatever it takes for you to pay attention to what we have to say. <clears throat> but you're here tonight because what we're trying to consider, what we're trying to look at is God's Word. You understand how, how very precious and very important this book is? And that's kind of the point of what I'm talking about this evening, is that you're here tonight, you've, you've got the attention, and you want to look at, or hopefully you want to understand what God has to say to you, and that's what we're trying to consider, that this book, this Bible that I have here, maybe the Bible that you have, isn't just some book that somebody randomly picked off of a shelf in a library and thought, well, this is good enough, let's just go ahead and, and read some stuff from here because it seems like it's good enough. No, in our passage that we read, the Apostle Paul, he's writing to somebody named Timothy, and he's trying to help him to understand the tremendous significance of the Word of God and the importance that it has in his life and the importance that it ought to have in your lives as well. And so when he starts writing... He says, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of. Those are the things that he was taught of by the Apostle Paul, things, a number of things that are written in here. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And he says this in verse number 14, and we're going to spend a few moments later on on this verse in particular, but it says, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. The holy scriptures, they're words that God gave, important words that God wanted people to be able to read thousands of years later because of how very important they really were. And here's why they were important. It says, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on and he says, all scriptures, now, I know you're out of school, but do you all know what the word all means? Everything. All, everything, yeah. It's hard, right? You have to think. I know, you're out of school, you don't want to think. But just think with me. All means all, means everything. And so Paul's very clear that all Scripture, the whole Bible, the entirety of it from cover to cover, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And we could go into a long talk about what inspiration means, but I want to help you to understand just in a brief sentiment, a brief thought, that, that God breathed, that God spoke, that God worked in the lives of men to be able to pen the Bible down, and just to kind of help put some perspective on it. If I were to ask 40 of you to write something down, do you think you'd all write the same thing? Probably not. If I were to write or have 40 of you write on the very same topic, say, puppies. Do you think you'd write the same thing? Because I'm sure some of you love puppies, and some of you love cats, weirdos. And I'm just kidding. 
But we have God's word that has over 40 different people that contribute to writing it. And you know what? It agrees completely from the beginning to the end. And you might think, well, that's pretty impressive, right? But do you realize that it took those 40 people, or at least those 40 people existed over quite a long time. It's not like they were sitting in a room together talking to each other and writing. 1,600-ish years is the amount of time that it took for the Bible to be written from Genesis to the book of Revelation, and people throughout that time were writing as God worked in their lives, and it still agrees. Now, to me, that's pretty impressive, because I don't think that you could find any group of people, like I said, that would be able to write something, and it agreed, especially over that span of time. And not even that, but just different languages. Some people were really smart, some people not so smart. Some people were really rich, and some people weren't so rich. I just want you to understand that this Bible that we have, it's not just some made-up words and some made-up stories that people put together, that it's actually God working in the lives of people to pin down the very words that he wanted us to have because he thought that it was important, rather he knew that it was important for us to be able to have the Bible that we have here tonight. All right, And so I want you to understand that we're not just looking at something and saying, well, these, these words, and this is kind of important. No, it's a big deal because it's lasted for thousands of years because it took such a long time. And it is uh, indisputable that God gave us his word. And he did it because there's something important that he wants for you to understand. And so as Paul is writing to Timothy, <clears throat> he's trying to warn him about danger, the dangerous times that he's in. Because certainly there are some Christians that, that were swept away by the dangerous times, by the challenges and things that they faced. And there were some that, well, <clears throat> they went into hiding. They were terrified. And so he was trying to encourage him to stand firm and to be resolute, to, to stand on the foundation of his salvation, to stand on Jesus Christ and stand strong on the Word of God. And to help him to understand how very precious and important it is, because he goes on to say yet again, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means God breathed it. God worked in the lives of people to be able to write the very words he wanted them to have. And he says is profitable. Now, who knows what a profit is? Not a profit, but something that is profitable. Okay, you, you take money, and you can make more money with it, or something that you invest your time in that is actually worthwhile. And we kind of talked about that last night, didn't we? Paul's writing to Timothy to help him understand that the Word of God is actually worth your time to read. The Word of God is worth your time to invest in. As much as you might enjoy video games, I guarantee you that the Word of God is far more worth your while or worth your time than playing video games. And I'm not trying to pick on video games. I'm just trying to relate to things that you can understand, the things that you might want to put your time into. The Word of God is far more beneficial for your life than video games. And here's why. Because it says that the Word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And I'll talk about what those mean more specifically in a moment. But he says that the man of God may be perfect. Truly furnished unto all good works. Understand that God has a master plan. He has good works. He has things that he wants to accomplish in your life and with your life. But part of that has to be the foundation that your life is built upon, Jesus Christ. Part of that has to be the fact that the labor that you put into your life is directed toward God, that you want to please God because of the foundation that he's provided you. Another aspect of that is, again, understanding that you need to let the Word of God be profitable, be worth something in your life, because there's work that has to be done. That's what he says. It's profitable for, <clears throat> it's profitable for, uh, lost my spot, I apologize. <clears throat> it's profitable for doctrine, for doctrine, for teaching, for telling us what's right. Obviously, in this world, there are a whole lot of things that are 
right, and hopefully you understand there are a whole lot of things that are wrong. And we live in a time, as I've mentioned already, and hopefully you already know, that we live in a time when people want to try and tell other people, well, this is right for me, and it might not be right for you, but this is right for me, and you need to accept that. No, that's not the case. There is indeed an absolute right, and there is indeed an absolute wrong, and whenever it comes to the matter or to the fact of things being absolutely right, we need to understand that God's word is going to be the last word of authority on what is right. At least it ought to be in our life, because that's why God gave it to us, so that we can understand teaching, we can understand doctrine, we can understand what is right. But he also says that it's profitable for reproof, for telling us what's wrong. Does anyone like being corrected, being told that you're wrong? I don't like being told that I'm wrong. No one likes being told that they're wrong. We we live in a time when, when people, as I said, don't like being told that they're wrong, but a lot of people recognize that there is something very much wrong in their life. My my wife just last night was talking to a lady that, that recognized that there was something that was wrong in her life. She didn't know exactly what it was, but she could tell that there was something troubling and weighing heavy on her heart and on her mind. And I'm so thankful that she reached out to my wife. She, she lives like an hour and a half away from us, but she reached out to my wife because she knew that my wife, not because my wife is, well, she's special to me, but not because my wife is amazing, but because my wife would be able to direct her to, I know, it's gonna get me in trouble later. My wife, she is amazing. But my wife is going to be able to direct her to the thing that's going to show her what's wrong in her life. We live in a time, and maybe some of you, you're going through life, you maybe don't give a whole lot of thought to it, but I want you to understand that no doubt there are wrong things that you do. The wrong attitudes that you have, that you give your mom attitude, you give your dad attitude, you give your teachers attitude, you say bad things, you watch things that you shouldn't watch. There are a whole lot of things that we could probably go down a whole list of things that you do in your life that you maybe have some semblance of understanding, well, maybe this isn't the best thing I can do. And I want you to understand that, no, it's wrong, that God is very clear as to what is sinful and what is not, about the attitude that you have, about the inappropriate words and thoughts that go through your minds, about the way that you treat other people, about just how you go through this life that you do wrong things and it's undeniable that you do wrong and sinful things because God's word says as much and so that's another reason why it's beneficial why it's profitable to us to show us what's right so that we can understand oh well this is something that I should do and what's wrong which is by and large a lot of the stuff that we actually do but it just it doesn't just leave us there because it tells us how to get things right it instructs us in righteousness or sorry it gives us correction rather it gives us correction again no one likes being corrected no one likes being told you've messed up you've done wrong and this is what you need to do to fix it but god lovingly gives us that instruction because he wants us to be in a place where we are living a right life and so that's why he gives us the instruction and righteousness to live a right life the reason you might think okay we're looking at this i kind of see where this is going but this is a whole lot, and I want to try and distill it down, because I think it's important for you to understand right now. <clears throat> so many people treat life like it's a buffet. You go to school, you hear some things that maybe sound good, and they sound right, and they sound okay. And so you think, well, you know what, that's, that's a good way to act. Maybe not even school. Maybe you're on Instagram. Maybe you're on TikTok. Maybe you're on Snapchat. 
not, not a lot of you are old enough to really enjoy or be on Facebook. Maybe you're on Facebook. But, but there are so many people that are influencing you out there that are telling you this is the right way to live your life and this is the right way that you should do things and this is how you should look at this situation. This is how you should look at, look at uh, girls in your life and what you should think about them and this is how you should look at boys in your life and how you should think about them. This is the way that you should dress because this is what's going to draw attention or this is the way that you should live your life because it, it's going to make you uh, be... A, be somebody that's going to uh, stand up and be a leader, or however it might be. But all of these people that are trying to influence you and trying to tell you how to live your life, they have no clue what they're talking about. They don't know what's going on in their own life, but you might try and pick and choose and think, well, this influencer is right on this, and this influencer is right over here. And you have this smorgasbord or this buffet in your life of how you go through and you pick and choose what you think is going to be the best way to live your life. But I want to tell you right now from the onset that unless you actually... (laughs) I want to tell you that all of that stuff is just going to be a big mess. All of that stuff isn't going to bring you any kind of satisfaction. All that stuff's just going to give you a stomachache type of life. And there are a whole bunch of people that live life that way. Whether they get their insight or good instruction from some book that they got from a library or some person that they saw online. I just, I'm so concerned about the danger of the influences of social media and bad friends and bad books. And what I want you to understand is that if you want this life to be built up and to be furnished on the inside and be something that can be used for good works for the sake of God, then it needs to be based on God's word. And that's primarily what I'm trying to drive at for you or drive at to you right now. Because some of you, maybe you have that foundation built in your life that you know that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. But, but maybe you're being influenced by people that are online or people that are around you as your friends and they're trying to tell you, well, no, no, this is the way that you should live your life and you don't need to spend so much time going to church. No, you don't need to worry about, about telling your parents about that. They don't need to know everything that goes on in your life. You, you don't need to worry about this area over here when in fact what God's Word is trying to communicate is a life that's filled with holiness, a life that's filled with righteousness, a life that's pleasing to God because God wants you to have a life that's abundant, not a life that's filled with sickness and confusion. And so he gives you his word so there can be clarity, so there can be purpose, so that you can understand the right way to live life. Now, again, just to revisit what Timothy said, or sorry, what Paul said to Timothy says this, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> the other night we talked about wisdom. And that's just not having knowledge, but it's doing the right thing, getting the most benefit out of the knowledge that you have, making the best decision, the godly decision with the knowledge that you have. Paul makes it abundantly clear to Timothy that the Bible in large part. Again, it's able to make the wise unto salvation to have the knowledge to understand who you are as a person that you are a sinner and bring you to a place where you can make the right decision, the best decision, by, as he says, putting your faith in Christ Jesus. I'm trying to hit the whole spectrum here and get you ought to understand. Some of you might know Christ as your Savior, and I'm so excited for you for that. And you might be living a life that's filled with confusion, not solely focused on God's Word. Cut it out. Go to God's Word to tell you what's right, what's wrong, 
how to get it right, how to keep things right. Because otherwise your life will end up in a mess. For many of you, maybe you haven't even taken that step of using the knowledge, using the information that you've heard this week on your need of a Savior. You've not made the wise decision. And I will say the wise decision because the right decision, the best decision is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The wrong decision, the bad decision is to reject him because the consequences are eternal. This life is so short. And so I want to reemphasize the importance of this matter of salvation. If you, if you have done something wrong in your life, you don't even need to raise your hand because I know every single one of you have. You have. You've sinned. You've fallen short. You've missed the mark. You've broken one of God's laws. And I'm reiterating all these points again so that it drills home and it sinks into your mind the gravity of the situation that as a sinner, there is a reward. There is something that you're going to receive for the sin that you have committed and it is separation, it's death. Not just physical death, but spiritual death in all eternity in a place called hell. And God does not want that for you. It's a consequence of the fact that sin can't be in his presence because he's so perfect and because he's so holy. And because of the love that he has for you, that he made a way for that sin to be forgiven. And it's through his son, Jesus Christ. Which is why he says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's through him alone. It's not through some, some Middle Eastern religion. It's not through some spiritism. It's not through anything else that somebody else online might tell you. It is through God's word alone. Because despite the thoughts, despite the ideas that other people might have, God's word has stood the test of time and it reveals to us over and over and over again that Jesus Christ is the one way of salvation. And so if you're here tonight and you've not put your faith, faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then there is no hope for you after this life. The only thing that you have to look forward to is the torment of hell. And I'm, I'm trying to be as upfront and honest with you as possible so that you understand and recognize the reality of the situation and the severity of the choice that you make whenever you tell Jesus Christ, no, I don't have time right now. It's a big deal. And this isn't to... This is to get you to understand that all of this vacation Bible school, all of the fun, all the games, everything is put together for this specific purpose, this primary purpose, to help young men, to help young ladies to understand their need of a Savior, to understand that they need Jesus Christ in their life. Because all of these adults love you so much that they want you to, to be able to go through this life that's going to be crazy. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be good and bad. There's going to be hard things. But if the foundation is there, if Jesus Christ is there, then your life most certainly can be lived differently. As Jesus Christ himself says, it can be lived abundantly. I don't think if I were to ask for a show of hands, who wants to live a dumpy life? Who wants a horrible life? No, because you'd be foolish to raise your hand to that. If that's the case, well, then lop off a couple of your legs and your arms and try and go through life that way. No one wants to try and shortchange their life and make it as hard and challenging as possible. So why would you make a decision? This being uh, to make a decision to make things as destitute and as lonely and as lacking of approval and acceptance as possible. Because whenever you accept Jesus as your Savior, sins are forgiven. There's reconciliation with God. You're brought back in fellowship and, and able to communicate with God. There's something special that takes place, but it begins with the decision. And so in wrapping things up here, understand that we have God's word here. And its primary intent is to help you to understand your need of a Savior, Jesus Christ. 
for those of you that don't know him. You're going to have a time of invitation. You're going to have opportunity to have it explained more thoroughly to you so that you can understand how you can know Jesus as your Savior. Additionally, though, for those of you that do know Jesus as Savior, it's here to make sure that your life is thoroughly furnished. It's like a house, that there's wonderful adornment and things taking place inside, that it's clean, that it's set in order right, so that you can be used to accomplish the good works that God has for you, that you can be used to accomplish the master plan that God has for your life. So either way, saved or unsaved, you need the word of God in your life. Stand with me if you would. Father, I thank you that these young ones, I know I I went a little bit longer, and and I I hope that that you were able to speak to hearts and work in their lives. For I truly believe that your word is the final authority in this life, and we, we so desperately need it in this 